Welcome everyone to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Also, um, thank you for the condolences and sweet comments that you've made. Um, I I so appreciate it. Having having community is great. That's something that we all need. So thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm. Um, for you listeners, if you would kindly not only share with your tribe, um, but if you could go and leave me a review, uh, rate the podcast, give me some ideas what you want to hear. I would so appreciate it, especially if you're listening on iTunes. Um, you're going to help boost this podcast and I'll be able to reach more people. And I'm saying and a lot, but thank you for doing that. So if you could... Uh, rate and subscribe and leave a review. So appreciate it. So our topic today is, you know, when to step into anxiety, not our own, stepping in with our children. <laughs> Try to clarify there. Um, it's kind of a tricky one. So I can relate to this. Um, helping our daughter try to go through her anxiety and I didn't have, I didn't have all those tools that I I now have and that I want to share with you it it's some tricky times and um, I feel for you because I've been there um, and by no means <laughs> hear me out here by no means am I perfect and have all the answers I just have some lived experience and some research that I've done so you know when when do we step in and ideally right okay that's yes we're gonna talk about ideally Ideally, it's when your child is an itty-bitty person and you're recognizing they startle easy or anything along those lines, but also that you normalize it by having words for it. You know, wow, you really seem like you're, um, you're anxious. Do, do you need me to explain what anxious is? Sometimes mom or dad feels anxious when I'm waiting for something that makes me a little nervous. Giving them emotion words, labels for those emotions is huge. Um, I am lucky enough to be trained in a program called Hornets and Hippos. If you've listened uh, to previous podcasts, there's one out there on Hornets and Hippos, and the author is amazing. And she helps identify um, the hornet brain and the hippo brain and walks kids through that. So it's, it's wonderful because it gives them another way to relate to that anxious part of their brain. Um, so yeah, ideally we start super young and we give them all these words. But if you're like me, it really wasn't there, didn't know that we needed to go into all these emotions um, and labels. And it's funny because it's like, well, duh, yeah, sure. But we get caught up in parenting life and, and it happens. Um, we know all the emotions of sad, mad, angry, glad, and we kind of stopped there. And so, you know, I Googled, like, what are the top 30 emotions? Or, you know, do we have 30 emotions? And it was beautiful. Like, holy crap, we forget to label things along the way. Um, there are so many, so many words like ashamed, confident. Uh, you, you've got to look at all the other uh, emotions that are out there and give words to that you know, help give voice to that emotion and help kids to understand it. And don't forget to help them feel it, you know, not feel it, but explain to you where they're feeling it in the body, because that allows for them to be more bodily aware 
and to maybe catch that emotion as it's rising and then use their skills and their tools to deal with it. But we're talking about when to step in. And it's huge if you are in tune to be able to pick up on those signals that um, your kids may have be having some issues with anxiety. And remember, it's um, you're labeling an emotion, not your child. Your child is not anxiety. Your child is experiencing. Experiencing? Yes. <laughs> anxiety. So, um, and we all do. Keep that in mind. That is an emotion we all have. Um, it's what kept us alive all this time so that we would be aware of what was going on so we could stay safe. So it's really our brain just trying to keep us safe. It does sometimes become overactive and we get stuck there sometimes. Remember the uh, concept of the groove in a record or the path well-worn. The more times you go down that path, the more worn it becomes. So looking for things that your kids are exhibiting that might lead you to think there's some anxiety going on. So I said, you know, an infant that startles easily, pay attention to that. But toddlers and school-age kids, if they're going through being a little more clingy, that's kind of an indicator. If they're suddenly afraid, uh, maybe they don't want to go to school or they're having trouble sleeping. Um, if they seem withdrawn, if they um, are super overreactive, overactive, not so much reactive, although that can be a part of it too, but I'm saying, you know, they're just hands and arms and legs and they're swinging and doing, that can kind of be a sign, not always, but these are just some of the common ones. Um, you might see them being tense, like if they're walking into a room and, and they just, oh, you can see their arms and their shoulders kind of tense up. Don't forget tummy aches. Um, and then I think I said bedwetting. These are all signs that they're experiencing something that is making them anxious. So this is the time when you step in. This is the time that you come in, you help label, and then you help hold these big emotions. Um, remember Tina Payne Bryson and Daniel Siegel, it's kind of that concept of they are experiencing the flip of the lid. They're in their limbic system. So they're not having a rational reaction. Maybe they're not plugged in to the prefrontal cortex. They're in the limbic system. So they kind of need to borrow your brain, right? And that's not for you to show up and rationalize and fix. And they just need you to step in and help hold those emotions. And then later, you know, talk about how we can uh, use our coping skills, use our tools to get through this. So as you're noticing some of these um, signals, signals from the body, signals and reactions, um, step in. And a little bit older kids, you know, school age, uh, that's a great time to say, wow, you know, can I sit here next to you? Um, it, can I rub your back? Can I hold you? Um, do you want to sit facing each other? Do you want to sit back to back? Do you want to sit side by side? giving them some options around this, and then being able to say, you know, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm going to sit here with you. And then as your heart rate starts to calm, if you can feel that, as your breathing starts to calm, if you can notice that, and then let's talk about what you're feeling. Do you have a word for it? 
Maybe they already do. If they don't, that's when you can offer up, well, you know, I was seeing you um, get to where you're, you were tensing up, super tense in the body, and I'm wondering, do you feel anxious? You know, do you have an understanding of the word? Do you know what it means? So you're helping pair with them. You're attuning to their emotion, and then you're, you're helping them hold that, right? Because they're borrowing some of your brain. So you want to be kind of cognizant. You want to be present and be able to pick up on some of these things. You know, bedwetting, um, this fear of going to school suddenly. Um, I know a lot of people are talking right now about the return to school and the return to work and um, the return to classwork and expectations and being around kids. And kids are really experiencing that as being very anxious. And we need to offer them space to work through that. And, you know, the old saying that I use a million times, nobody calms down because you told them to calm down. Um, Feeling anxious, picking up on this, and helping them work through it is beautiful. There are tons and tons of tools. The breathing techniques, um, hand over your heart, Um, a toy on your tummy so you can watch it rise and fall for that breathing. Um, I think you've heard me use the Hornets and Hippos meds, which is movement, exhale, drink water, and and get in the squat spot, which is just bending that vagus nerve to help compress it. Um, But really, you've got to notice what's going on ahead of time, right? You've got to plug into, oh, this my child is exhibiting this way, what could that mean? Does that, is that a signal that maybe they're feeling anxious? So that's just um, your ability to know when to step in. Now, I think stepping in, it, it can feel a little awkward sometimes, um, but it's really helpful if you've given emotions their due credit in your home. So if you can say, wow, I'm feeling anxious about, you know, it could be um, going to a big get together or I'm feeling, because it's, it's different than excitement, right? I'm feeling a little anxious. I'm feeling kind of that nervous reaction. Um, I haven't been in these big gatherings and now that we're starting to open up some, you know, we're going to go, I don't know, to a baseball game or we're going to go back to the movies and I'm excited, but I'm a little anxious. If you can give words to that, then as you see your kids exhibiting some of these behaviors, they'll be ready to communicate about it, and you'll kind of know better when to step in. The other piece of when is sooner rather than later. I, I think a lot of times we get afraid to label something because we think, oh, if I say this is fear, they're going to jump on it and start being afraid of everything. That's usually not the case. They need to be heard. So feeling anxious, understanding themselves. Oh, this is a normal, natural response. But for me, it's feeling really big. Then they can attune to themselves and they will gain um, the use of their skills to help them So early is better than later in the sense of 
noticing it, and then being able to work through tools. Um, you can see these great videos right now. I, I've told you probably before, I'm kind of a TikTok junkie, um, but I see these parents noticing their kid getting really anxious or really frustrated, and they're like, okay, give me that, give me that big breath where you blow it all out. Just blow your breath out and Oh, you watch that kid calm down two, you know, two steps. They're not going to go from 10 to zero, but they're going to go maybe from 10 to eight and from eight, they can get back to five. So again, it's amazing to watch and you're going to pick up on things that are so easy to do. If you can help your child see that this is coming on and then attune to it, help them understand it's natural and help them work through it. So again, sooner's better than later. So I've rambled, I've given you quite a bit here um, and I wanna invite you to reach out if you want to hear um, more, more tools, more suggestions, or if you wanna just check in and be like, okay, I'm seeing this behavior. Is this anxiety? Is this a different emotion? Um, that's fine, touch base. Uh, website is being updated. So if you want to go there, I think the uh, check-in button is working, um, putting together some packages on there. So ooh, we're working, but you can go to thepathwaystoparent.com and check on the website. Um, you've got in the links, there should still be the ways to contact me, um, email, uh, text and calls. So reach out if you've got questions on, is this anxiety and am I stepping in at the right time? Or if you feel like, hey, I think I missed the boat. I think I'm behind on this. It is never too late to step in, but feel free. Um, I'm here, it's what I do, and I'd love to be a support for you. So um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, and you guys just be well.